In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today, proclaiming the Word of God. Hallelujah. We're looking at Luke 4, verse 16. This is after the temptation scene when Jesus is victorious over the devil. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath. Now, the synagogue was not the place where they worshipped. The synagogue was the place where they heard the word of God. The place where they worshipped is in Jerusalem, the sacrifice of Jerusalem, the animals being sacrificed. Worship for Israel is sacrifice. But you needed to have people hear the word of God, so they had a synagogal system throughout the world. And on the Sabbath, which would be Saturday, Jesus came to his synagogue, as was the custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. You know, we're all poor in the sight of God. No matter what we have or what we don't have, we're all poor in the sight of God. Francis told us that, St. Francis. Every one of us is poor in the sight of God, needing his mercy. How we need the mercy of God. How we need that God would show us mercy. And on the cross, he did it. He showed us mercy. He shed his blood for us. He loves you. He loves me. He has plans for our lives. This is God's will that we know these things. Not only know them in our head, but know them in our heart. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. Are you captive today by your own thoughts? Well, the Lord sends release to you today in Jesus' name. Recovery of sight to the blind, not only physical sight, but spiritual sight. And he let the, oppre the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of jubilee of God's favor. What is the Jubilee year? All the debts were canceled. Our debts were canceled when Jesus shed his blood for us. Our debts were canceled when Jesus poured out his blood on the cross for you and for me. Just yesterday, we had Mass in this little room, and the priest celebrated Mass, and I saw Calvary present in this little room the one sacrifice of Calvary present for us so that we might know the power of God, the forgiveness of God, the love of God. And he rolled up the scroll 
and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Oh, they're all looking at Jesus. What is he going to say next? Then he began to say to them, Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. That he sent the good news to the poor to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set the oppressed free and proclaim a year of jubilee. Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless, you will quote to me the proverb, physician, cure yourself. And you will say, do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did in Capernaum. What did he do in Capernaum? He did all of his miracles there, and yet they did not repent. He cursed Capernaum because they did not repent. How many people preach repentance? that we turn away from our sins and give our life to Jesus. How many people preach repentance? I know one preacher says, we don't have to repent. It all took place when we were born again. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. We need to repent. We need to repent. We need to give our lives back to the Lord. I surrender all. I surrender all, all to Jesus, blessed Savior, I surrender all. Either, either Jesus is the God of all or he's not God of, at all. The Lord wants to be <laughs> the God of everything within you. But good news is the Spirit of the Lord is upon you now. And now we get to walk out what Jesus did. You get to go to proclaim liberty to the captives. You get to proclaim the good news to the poor. If people are being oppressed, you get a release by the power of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom and the love of God upon them in their life. You get to live an exciting life with Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit as the glory of God fills you. Because there's nothing in this world like the love of God, nothing in this world like the peace that Jesus brings, the fire of God's presence, the healing power of his love. And Jesus, because it already happened at the cross, you already have victory in your life, and it's just playing out over time. You have victory. You walk in victory. And all that we need to know is know, not in our head but in our heart that we walk in victory. Know in your heart that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Know in your heart that, you know, the flowers and the lilies don't need to worry and the birds of the air that God will take care of everything that needs to be taken care of if you let him. Know in your heart that you are chosen. And you know, when the when the fire and the love of God falls upon you, it just starts to melt away the past, melt away the things of this world, melt away even our desires. So we only desire what Jesus desires for us. We only want what God wants for us. And, you know, it's just... It's exciting with Jesus. As Jesus was the archetype, as he anointed, as he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, 
when you woke up today, when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he crowned you with the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon you today. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you today. And the Spirit of the Lord wants to do something wonderful, powerful, and marvelous in your life today. But are you going to let him do it? It's all about free will, giving over our will to the Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to do the will of God. We need to do the will of God. Yesterday, the scripture was about the two sons. The Lord said, go into my vineyard. And one said no and changed his mind. He did the will of God. The other said yes, and he didn't do it. He didn't do the will of God. We are called to do the will of God. And the will of God is wonderful. The will of God is powerful. The will of God is the Holy Spirit for us, doing the great things that Jesus did, doing the great things that Jesus did, proclaiming the gospel to the poor, to the broken, to the needy, to the captives. Oh, yes, how we need to proclaim the gospel. I remember at my ordination, my card was the children were jumping on the mountain. It wasn't a religious card, but I wrote, how happy are the feet upon the mountain that bring good news. Do you have happy feet today? Do you have happy feet today? I have happy feet because I bring good news. The good news of salvation, the good news of the power of God, the good news of the Holy Spirit. I have happy feet today. Do you have happy feet today? Or are you just saying, well, you know, Lord, I'm just stuck. Well, get unstuck in the name of Jesus. By faith, get unstuck. And, you know, that's what God wants. And they said to him, is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, position, cure yourself. And you will say, do hear what you did in your homeland, the things that we heard you do in Capernaum. And he said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. That's for sure. I can say that's what I've lived out. No prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But you see, some people do accept the word of God. Some people do accept the word coming from us. And this is wonderful. Remember what we said yesterday, that salvation is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. Do you know that today? The salvation is to God's people first and then to the Gentile. St. Paul showed us that in the Acts of the Apostles when he went to preach, first of all, in the synagogues. Do you know that in the synagogue they never will proclaim the 53rd chapter of Isaiah? You know why? Because it talks about the crucifixion of Jesus. So we've got to proclaim it so that people will hear it, the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. Yeah, no prophet to prophet in their own home. Well, you can still go preach the gospel. You know, it's October again. This weekend I was out in Salem because they have thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people down there for the haunted things. 
and, you know, go out there with the speaker, preach the gospel. And when you preach the gospel, the spirit of the Lord comes upon you. I say, you know, the gospel is the good news. All you hear is bad news, but who's coming with the good news? Right now I have good news. If I offered you a million dollars right now, everyone here would take it. But the gift of Jesus, the gift of eternal life, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the love of God is a far greater gift than a million or a billion dollars. Because a million dollars will come and go maybe 20 or 30 years. But the gift of Jesus and what he did for you on the cross is eternal. The gift of heaven lasts forever. The gift of eternal life comes with promises of healing, peace, joy, love, freedom, that we get to enter heaven when we die, but we don't need to wait till we die to enter into heaven. You can receive heaven in your heart right now, because when you receive Jesus, he crowns you with the Holy Spirit. When you receive Jesus, you get the light of God. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will not walk in darkness. There's not one person who God or Jesus has ever rejected. Jesus paid the price, and he's given us everything, but we reject him. Even when we come to the Lord, there's still parts within our soul in which we reject Jesus because we don't want to go fully in. We don't want to listen to all of his teachings, all of what the church teaches. Well, I like this and this and this, but not this. But Jesus, even though it's hard in the flesh, then just... Rebellion separates us from God, and God is light, and in him there is no darkness. And Jesus seeks to conform you into the image of light. Jesus seeks to put the peace that passes all understanding upon your life. Jesus seeks to anoint you with the power of God. I go into Salem not preaching wise and persuasive words like St. Paul says, but in the demonstration of power, in the demonstration of power. You know, the biggest time power comes through is when people come up to me and they'll be like, hi, I'm a Satanist. I say, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Anthony. But what's your real name? Oh, hi, I'm gay. I say, okay, but God still loves you and Jesus desires to fill you with his Holy Spirit now. It's only the love of God that leads people to repentance. And then once they receive Jesus and they get the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit straightens them out. The Holy Spirit convicts them of sin. The Holy Spirit shows us the right way to live. You know, it's so important. Even when we're being persecuted, it's actually my favorite thing. Because when someone is mean of persecution to you, it is so important that Jesus says he gives you his peace. My peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. So a true mark of a Christian, no matter what anyone does, no matter what anyone says, you are constantly filled with the peace of Christ, the love of God. And you know, that witness to that person who's bark people were barking at me like dogs, I don't know. The devil's weird. Cursing at me, this and that. But you know what? When you respond at love, it's so important because that could be the gospel, the only gospel they hear. That could be the witness of their life. That as people are angry to you, it's actually like a gift because it gives you an opportunity to truly be Jesus, to truly be loving. What did Jesus say? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. You know, this world is upside down and it's confused. And people don't know if they're boy or girl. They don't know what's right or left. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. But the truth is a person. You know, to be saved, we need to know there's a Savior. To be healed, we need to know there's a healer. 
To be loved, you need to know there's a lover of your soul. Do you know Jesus is a healer today? He didn't only come to give you salvation. That's where we start. But then Jesus wants you to walk into the greater works. Jesus wants you to be healed fully. Jesus wants you to trust fully. Jesus wants to fill you with his love fully in the light of Christ. But today, there's nothing more exciting than heaven. You know, in the world, everyone gets the wrong impression of, you know, if you go to Jesus, you need to sit in church with your hands folded. And I do that because when you do that, the presence of God comes upon you and you get a breathe in the Holy Spirit. But then you're called to go out and release a fire of God, release the love of God, release the peace of God. And it's fun. And as the word goes forth, the spirit of the Lord comes upon you. And you realize it's not even me speaking. It's Jesus speaking through me. It's not me praying. It's Jesus praying through you, through you. And as you preach, you can go in the darkest area. But when you preach the word of God, angels come. Angels come and the power of God overcomes the darkness. You know, as soon as I start preaching, heaven surrounds me. I have total command of that area. But it's not because of anything about me. It's because that's how God operates. And God wants to operate in your life today in a powerful way that as you go forth and you release someone the word of God, his power will follow that word. No one who comes to me will I ever reject. That's another one. I love that from John six thirty seven. No one who comes to me shall I ever reject. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And it is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing, that's you, of what he has given me, that I should raise it up on the last day. Do you come to Jesus? Do you know that you're not rejected, that I feel rejected? I don't care how you feel. If you come to Jesus, you will never be rejected. He doesn't reject anyone. As a matter of fact, on the cross, he said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. He drew you on the cross into himself. How can he reject you? He loves you with an everlasting love. And he's got mercy for you. He's got power for you. Oh, yes, how we need the power of God, how we need the dynamos of God, that power that brings release to the captives, sight to the blind, the jubilee year for the people, and recovery to the oppressed, how we need the power of God. And, you know, not many people preach about the power of God. They preach the cross. I do, too. They preach the resurrection, I do too. But they do not preach the power of God. They do not preach the power of the Holy Spirit. Where would we be without Pentecost? We'd be sunk. Without Pentecost, we'd be sunk. The church began in Pentecost. And I tell you, the church continues in Pentecost. It's not only something that happened to the apostles and the 120 and the 3,000. It's something that happens, a someone that happens to us today, the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. And not many people know the Holy Spirit. I remember Marge Broccoli, she was talking about the Holy Spirit, and we didn't understand completely. And she say, hang it on a hook, honey. You'll come to it. 
and then you'll believe it. And you know what? She was absolutely right. Everything she said about the Holy Spirit was real. She had knowledge of her heart of the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm sure Marge is with God today. She's having a good day today. She said, hang it on a hook, honey. You'll come to it. How we need to come to the power of God. Pentecost is for today. No Pentecost, no church. No spirit, no church. We need the spirit and the bride, the church, to say, come. Come, Lord Jesus. Come with your power. Come with your love. Come with your presence. Come with your mercy. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. And as you preach about the power of God, the power of God comes. As you preach about healing, Jesus' healing power comes. As you preach about the love of God, the love of God follows. You know, we have life and death in the power of our tongue. We are an ambassador and a gate between heaven and earth. Jesus said, I am the gate, but he's given you that authority. That what you release through your tongue is released upon this earth. So it's so important to talk about the love and the peace and the power of God. We can get into sin later on, but it's you start with Jesus created you. Jesus knows every hair on your head, every freckle on your face because he put it there. He knows every pain in your heart. And his desire for you is healing. His desire for you is eternal life. I tell people you don't need to buy a crystal ball, a magic wand, or see a psychic for me to tell you your future. Your future is heaven. Your future is salvation. Your future is miracle power. Your future is an abundant life in the power of the Holy Spirit. Not because you're good, not because I'm good, because God is good. The reason why the psychics cost $50, Miss Fufu, but the kingdom of God is free is because Jesus already paid the price. God paid the price when he sent his son down 2020 over 2,000 years ago, and he dies on the cross for your sins and my sins, that his blood fell upon this earth so that we could be clean. But not only did Jesus die, but he rose from the dead. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he opened heaven over this earth. But today, Jesus desires to open heaven over your life. And even if you've already come to salvation, there's more for you. There's deeper realms of God's love. And he desires to open heaven over your life. It's only stagnant waters that get dirty. Waters that flow forward, they're always clean and they're forward moving. You can't get stuck. You've got to move with the Spirit. You've got to let the Spirit blow upon your life. You've got to let the Holy Spirit empower you, embolden you. The best way to convert people is make them want what you have. Why is this person so full of life? Why is this person so full of joy? Why is he so happy? Why, when he speaks, his eyes glow with the Holy Spirit? Because it's no longer you who live, but Christ Jesus who lives through you. It is no longer your life of this earth, but you're living the life of heaven upon this earth. Because your life doesn't belong to you. It's consecrated to Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the anointing that you put on your people. I pray that the anointing falls, the anointing of power that 
They will know their inheritance in you. Holy Spirit, take your people into new realms of your glory, into new realms of healing, a fresh baptism of fire, love, joy, peace. I call down the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven and into your life now. In Jesus' name. The kingdom of heaven is within you. That's right. We need to know that, that the blessed Trinity dwells within the heart of the believer. I am a tabernacle of the Most High God. You are a tabernacle of the Most High God. You carry within yourself the presence of the Trinity. Oh, yes, through faith and baptism, we carry the presence of the Trinity. Do you know that today? Not only is there a tabernacle that holds the body of Christ, but you are a tabernacle holding the blessed Trinity. Do you know that today, that you are special in the sight of God, that he has plans for your life, that it's not all over? So many of you think it's all over. I'm too old. So many of you think, not now. I've never had anything. It's now. It's for you now. No one who comes to me will I ever reject, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. It is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing that's you, that he has given me, but I should raise it up on the last day. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.